0: Absolute Rally, powered
1: by the Kielder Works team, cordless tools tailored for the world of motorsport. Hello everyone, welcome to Absolute Rally, episode one, season 24, the mighty season 24. Yes, we're here, we're back. I apologize for the additional week off. I blame Ryan Champion. Ryan Champion, it was all your fault.
0: Well, thank you for that. I'm not sure it's entirely my fault. I'm sure I could have got to a phone somewhere, but yes, I was on holiday. Yeah. Anyway, now I'm back, and great to
1: talk to you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. You say all the nicest things, don't you? How long's your hair at the moment?
0: Uh, my hair? Um, not quite as long as one of our guests this week.
1: Well, yeah, I think we've got various issues here, or not issues, but various levels of hair. Uh, I am the It's crit- longer than yours, I would say it, that. Yeah, well, obviously I've got a sunroof now. I think that's where you're going with this, um, which is fine. I'm living with it. I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm I can, I'm, I'm, I've, I've, I've reconciled it in my you own You can't head.
0: even find words for it, can you? No,
1: I've reconciled it in my own head. I'm fine. Right. Okay. So outside of that, that, um, Trev, how long's your hair at the moment?
2: Uh, it's not the length, of the colour of it, Brother Simpson. Um <laughs> <laughs>
1: If I, can just, if I can just point out, quite, quite, just before we start, right, somebody made reference to this on Twitter of how long it was going to take before the shit slinging started. Uh, Forty-five seconds, Trev. Well done.
2: I think we actually got there earlier before the program as well, didn't we?
1: I think so, mate. I think so. So yeah, okay. So, so I think we've got me, then probably Ryan, then probably Trev, and then we've got our guest, which is Gary Jennings. Gary Jennings, welcome to Absolute Rally. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me on. Um, um, before I bring any of the boys in, um, obviously, I've kind of known of you and about you, and we've been around on events for years, but um, I don't remember you not having long hair, apart from one image <laughs> apart from one image in your page, your overalls. I seem to remember the 106s, you having really, really short hair, but I might have just dropped that.
3: No, that's right. Hey? Short hair and, and two satellite dishes for years, I think that's uh, <laughs> that's, why the, that's why the hair hair had to be grew up grew up, you know, to cover the years. But now uh, I think you're going to see the ears again very soon.
2: Oh dear! you you're the same as me, guy. Somebody once said mine looked like a transit van with the back doors open. Oh <laughs> <laughs>
1: ah, well, well, Trev knows all about back doors, but we won't go there anyway. Um. Uh, that, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Champion, of course, um, Gary and you, I was just about to say, went on it hammer and tongue, but that could be taken completely out of context. You've got to be really careful where you say these days. But you know Gary from doing the pair shows back in the day.
0: Uh, yes, yeah, but to say we go back quite a long way, <laughs> twenty twenty years, I guess now, and, and some of the footage from the the one or six Cup I see's uh, uh, come up online recently. So uh, yeah, good to see that. When uh, I'd like to say we were young, but I don't even think we we're
1: quite young then. No, no, I reckon a few years. Big beer, shout, Brian! Big beer, shout! Big beer, shall <laughs> Well, I suppose we should probably we've talked a lot about hair, and I suppose we should probably talk about the reasons why we are talking about your hair, Gary. Because in all seriousness, um, you have had long hair for quite a long time. Now you're doing something extraordinary. Um, Before I ask you about what you're doing, were you growing it to actually do something like this at some point, or is it just kind of happened by accident almost?
3: No, hey boys, it just happened last Thursday night. (laughs) Was <laughs> alcohol involved? That, no, we're in a fe- we're, we're the the local community here in the wee village I live in, but which I which I own the pub in, um hold a hold a festival every year. But obviously with with COVID, there's been no festival now for two years, and we're we're all talking about something more exciting to bring people out on the on the Saturday night and do something completely different and of course, I think I made a suggestion before I, before I thought about it, and it uh, just really spared from there. And I think, but then. 20 minutes, so there was a GoFundMe page set up and uh, no, that's what kicked off but look, I, I didn't to grow it. To be fair, it's probably getting a bit uncomfortable now and obviously we're overdoing some of um, the PRC around here at the minute and I'm telling you, when you tuck it up into the helmet
0: sometimes it's, it's, it's like carrying a couple of stone on your head so <laughs> I think it's about time it came off. Uh, now, Gary, you, you're doing this uh, obviously to raise money for charity and you um, yeah, you know, you've picked some charities that are that are obviously quite close to my heart. Uh, I know all about Down syndrome with with my son Finlay. Uh, tell it, tell us a little bit about why you're doing it for for these particular Down syndrome charities.
3: Well, then I, you might think I'm kind of an outgoing person, but I sit back a lot and I watch and I, and, I, and I kind of study what's going on. And I know Manus Kelly here, um, God rest his soul, was a big supporter of the charity for um, the rallying and for Down syndrome, and we and we always done what we could do for them, but you know. You know, you have, you have Danny McManaman there in Donegal and as we sh- come Sean, and obviously John Stone and Alex and, and yourself of and Finley And, you know, we're always sitting back admiring what you've been doing. And, uh, you know, especially Alex here and some of the, some of the results he's had now, o- overall with his father in, in the rallies. And well, that doesn't go unnoticed. And I think it's it's kind of, it's not in the back of my head, but I'm always watching it and seeing what I could do. And I think whenever the idea come up with raisins for a charity, you know, there probably was only one that stood out. Um, and I think, really, it's it's really it's, it's really supporting the rallying for Down syndrome as well, because at the end of the day, you know, we're all one big family. And I think if we can give something back to the local charities in Donegal and for and, you know, see some of them children enjoy themselves. And, and I know charities are suffering a lot at the moment, because it's really, it's been two years since they've got any uh, fundraisers. So, you know, if we can do anything at all to help the families, Ryan, as you know, and put a smile on some of them children's face, I think, sure, look, whatever we can do, we'll definitely do
0: well, fantastic, and, and great words, and, and thank you for what you're doing, and like you said, uh, Danny, uh, I mean, Danny really started this Rallying for Down Syndrome charity along with uh, John Stone and then we got involved, and, you know, and it really has raised awareness of, of Down Syndrome through rallying, so thanks very much for what you're doing. Importantly, we're going to try and raise some money for you, so uh, tell us just what you want to try and do, how much money are you going to try and raise for these amazing charities?
4: Yeah, well,
3: we come up with the idea, you obviously had your target very high, so we set a target of ten thousand for ten inches. Now ten inches is gonna leave me very, very short. <laughs> you know I have a lot of scars in my head from Peugeot days and the cuts <laughs> and stores and um, but look it's gonna come off. We'll raise ten thousand, yeah. No matter what is coming off. But you know, today I think for today with donations that's made and we're only we're not a weekend yet. I think we have nearly six thousand at the minute. Well wow. you know, so it's not gonna stop there. I know all the Businesses and companies haven't really uh, given yet. It'll be closer to the to the time. But throughout the whole festival, and the festival runs for six days and six night nights. All the money that we we, we will be collecting on the village that over that weekend, which includes tractor pulling, sheep racing, uh, all the children's events, uh, a tractor convoy of probably two hundred and fifty tractors. All that money is going to be raised over that six days. Will also be going. In till the Down syndrome of Perth and Donegal so it's not only my haircut it's the whole community and group of people that's in charge here in the wee valleys of Case where I live all that money that's raised is also going to go to Down syndrome as well so you know it should, hopefully it should touch wood
0: and um, should be a, a large amount I mean fantastic to hear and you know we, we really wish you well, we'll get uh, all our listeners on board and we'll, we'll, keep, uh, we'll keep pushing it, we'll keep backing you and we'll We'll keep an eye out for for what you're doing in that over the coming days. But I mean, we probably can't get you on the show without talking to you a little bit about your rallying. I mean, you're a man that uh, uh, you came through the, uh, the the Peugeot series. You, you rallied the factory Peugeot and the British Championship, but you've rallied everything: Group N, Group A, World Cars, and and now finally moved into into R5. Uh, you know, how how's the move to R5 gone? And um, are you missing the WRC car?
3: Ryan, I
0: thought I would. I thought I thought
3: there was no way I would enjoy the R5. Sure. Um, I didn't think there any way that I would enjoy rallying again after not, you know, after not being fit to do obviously the, the premier events and a, and a World Cup. But hey, we're going to a rally next weekend. I'm not even sure the next one in the BRC. Hey, and for probably the first time in ten years, I'm looking forward to getting away. Um, I love the R5 car. It's as obviously it's an old car and it's an right hand drive. But we've done that on purpose to spend a year getting used to the car and getting used to the race championship events. Hey, and I'm really, really enjoying it. And I must say with all the Irish fellas that's competing this year on the British Championship, it's definitely brought a big, uh, a big family together again. And I think it's really changed the British Championship in, in, in a lot of aspects. Um, it's, got, it's like, it's like one big championship now, a big family from the whole of UK and hey, it's just, it's just so exciting and, and I can't wait to compete next weekend again. And, and that's not like me. It's usually, it's usually the week before a rally that I'm very tense and not wanting to go away. But, Really looking forward to go away, to, to the events now and and the BRC and hopefully hopefully with, when COVID goes we can keep supporting the BRC. Because I think it's a, they're doing a fantastic job over there now. they staff they definitely, definitely have raised their game.
2: How are you fighting the R5, Gary, because that was a big thing for you to move across to that, and I know prior to that you took a little bit of time out wisely as well, just to have a, a bit of a think, because you're quite comp- contemplative, and you had a bit of a think about whether you want to continue in the sport at one stage, you know, so how's all that working out for you? It seems that you're, you're fired up again. Yeah, well, I don't know,
3: we've tough time. obviously with uh, how you did at Manus and Donegal, it did hit everybody very hard, and it still has here, you know, because... At the end of the day, Monash was killed doing the something he loved. Um, I know I hit my family very hard in especially space my, my three young years, but um, we kind of come back in nice and easy and I, I took the years with me now a couple of test events and I think I really enjoyed it. So, if I have them on side, there's no reason why I can't go, but yeah, I think the actually rallying an at the minute is a, on a bit of a slippery slope, but I think it, you know, if we can give us Pandemic over us again and get back into the, it, will, it will be rewritten again. But yeah, no, I think a lot of people have complicated over this last probably two or three years, and, and it's been hard for anybody to make a decision whether to go back or not because there's no events. But I think also to go to the, the BRC with no pressure on us, uh, we're only going to compete and have a bit of fun. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's a sport. You need to do it because you love it. You don't need to do it because of peer pressure. And at the end of the day, and also why I think we're paying for it. So, you know, if you're not enjoying it, as you say, why should you should should you be doing it? But I think the pay price for off now and go and and enjoy yourself.
2: And that's what it's all about. That's what we originally started. And again, going back to what we were talking about um before, I uh, with a conversation about when you were in the Peugeot factory days and part of a works team, it's not something that you really enjoyed, was it?
3: Uh I never really told you that, did I? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, yeah I, I, it's pressure at the end of the day Ryan knows all of this if he was a Mitsubishi driver as well it's a pressure you're, you're put up there then and you're told what to do and I kind of look like being told what to do I like to do my own thing but, <laughs> but I wouldn't say I didn't enjoy it I definitely enjoyed it and I made, made, definitely made some great friends and still have them but yeah I never took it too serious I think I always had it as a sport it was never going to be my after 2000 three or four is never going to be my, my job, you know. I started up my own doing my own fuel business at that time and um, you know I knew I wasn't gonna make like a living out of it. So
2: uh, I it think I would probably me. probably should have rephrased it. The, the, the fact yeah. that you could have been a professional rally driver isn't something that you want to do. So you've you've explained it in a way it's probably better than me trying to explain it. But Yeah uh, yeah, yeah
3: I think I think and as I told you before and Ryan you you remember this as I best
0: too when we went to the first round of the Peugeot Championship back in the Rally of World, was it way back, long, long time ago? <laughs> it was, yeah, Tony's, Tony's local part of the world, yeah. the, the Rally of a yeah. Thousand Cones. That's right, that's right. And I remember, and, like, and this sticks in my mind, I told you a story before, like,
3: we got up that morning to go to the Rally of World and we were staying and the same bed and breakfast with Chris and Ike, and we are sitting at breakfast at 8 o'clock and me and my brother half sleepy and tired eating a big fry and Chris came down for his breakfast and I, I said, you sleep well? Oh, yeah, I slept well, yeah. And I says, well, uh, what do you do? Oh, I always said I went for a 10K run this morning to get prepared. And I knew from that minute. I knew from that moment, he said, "Today I'm going a 10K this morning to get prepared. And I said, look, that man's dedicated. You know, that's all he wanted to do with be with Tyson Valley Diver. But I want to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and do a 10K before I want to enjoy myself. No, wasn't for me, you know. But just you things that got to stick out in your mind, you know. And, um yeah, you either have it or you haven't got it and you either want to be or you do want to be but I'm not saying I would be. Like, I'd like to do it I definitely would but it takes a lot of commitment as, uh, as Ryan knows and I think when you're family or in a family business it's Ryan hard as well it's very hard to, to uh, separate them you have to do one or the other
2: I don't think there's too many people I've spoken to over the last couple of years who are as happy and content as Gary Jennings in the back of what we talked about. So we've got the oil business, of course, but you've got the farm now as well, which is a big excitement for you, isn't it? Ah,
3: uh, yeah, yeah. There, I, I farm when I was young and It's great to back in at it now, and then we we also have bought the local pub in our village here, pub and restaurant. So all goes hand in hand, you know. We we kill our own animals for the for the restaurant, our own beef and our own lamb, and yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy. I enjoy cabbing the cows back in January, February time, having a grass now and a full circle now in a year's time. And we're eating the steaks in the Mayfay in a local pub show. And yeah, I enjoy that. And hey, when you're enjoying life, you can go and enjoy your rally. And I think, I think that's what it's all about.
2: What's the ceremony show? You talked about the girls in your life. I bet they're all guttered that the hair's coming off. <laughs> Probably yeah, <not>. well,
3: <laughs> Only my eldest, daughter, my eldest daughter, Jessica, who was uh, 11 last week she got her hair cut um, I think four years ago in the festival and she actually raised £4,000 I think or maybe more for a Little Wish uh, charity for cancer so uh, she uh, she always put that we idea and they were always flagging me that way again about getting my hair cut so you know she probably set the scene you know for, for this to happen but I'll tell you a funny one me, me middle daughter Annie um, she called me the other night and said Daddy can I get my hair cut I said well if you want you want yeah she said Daddy but see all the money I get on my GoFundMe page? I said, Yeah. Can I keep that money? <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, man, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. It just shows you they're all thinking about it. They're all thinking about
2: it. So that's going to be a big event in the Mayfly, then I assume it's going to happen there, is it?
3: Yeah, hopefully, yeah. We'll get, hopefully, speaking to Danny, Danny hopefully we'll get some of the rally hardy from Donegal up. Like we're only 20, uh, 20 minutes over the border here. With are the closest. Probably pub and restaurant the done and So, and we get a lot of rally ones, and a lot of football ones you know So, yeah, hopefully a big night, and it's all about raising money for this tremendous charity. And like, the more we can do, the more more we can make them smile. Right, and and uh, yeah, that's what it's all about. And hopefully, hopefully, it'll all go well.
1: Fantastic. Who 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 came up with the the the, the line ten inches? Ten grand, (laughs) by the way, because
2: that which is twenty-five centimeters for our younger listeners. I was just
1: just about to say, guy, you've got to be really, really careful when you Google that, just so you know.
2: (laughs) Uh,
3: Don't you worry, Ryan. Within fifteen minutes of that going up, I have—I don't know—many messages. You know, so I don't want to say I can't say too much on this, but yeah, some of the messages were quite funny. So yeah, some people can take that whatever they want. You know. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> happy days happy days listen gary um we we, we know obviously it's a, it there's a GoFundMe me page in all seriousness if you do if you do go uh go me look for for gary jennings um there's an unmistakable photograph with a man with long hair support i'm just looking at it now so uh, folks please do seek it out can't can't stress enough uh just how important it is as gary's talked about the rally family and everything else so that would be great gary mate thank you so much we will get you back on and we'll talk Probably more rallying next time because I do find your 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 rally career really fascinating as well. So will you come back and talk to us again soon?
3: Well, other day, and hopefully I'll be able to hear you better because I know we're hair in the ears.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant, uh, Gary Jennings. Thanks so much. Best of luck with it, folks. Seek out the GoFundMe page. We'll be back after this break.
0: This is Absolute Rally. Whether it's the pressures of service or an issue out on the stages, it's vital to have the right equipment to hand. Kielder cordless tools are tailored for the world of motorsport and are being used throughout all
4: forms of competition.
0: Go back to the future with the Kielder Works team.
1: Welcome back to the next section of Absolute Rally. Thanks Gary Jennings for joining us. What a great story. What, what, do you know what? I know what, I, I actually uh, made reference to the fact before that I can't remember him apart from one particular image. And I'm sure it must have been the Peugeot images of, do you know when you used to do the championship photographs? Do you remember those days? You, did you do them? <laughs> yeah, right? you, yeah, you,
0: yeah. Did you headshot? Well, we all stood in front of the cars, yeah. yeah. Did, well, yeah and then, and then all, stood, all stood together, yeah, all stood in front of the cars, individual shots. Yeah, yeah, I remember
1: all those. Oh, those days. I've still, there's still one of me with the Volkswagen one, and I actually g- genuinely managed to look German on it. Still to this day, it's made by it's made, made to take the piss out of me saying that's the German Tony. You
0: um, weren't speaking on it then, clearly.
1: Clearly not. No, not with my accent anyway. Um, Trev's still with us as well. Uh, Trev, um, I, I wanted to bring you both back just quickly because I know we're all pushed for time in the current world. But um, I wanted to talk. We did, obviously... We've been missing for three weeks. There's lots going on. We're not going to go completely back over everything. But stories that are now starting to bubble away is with regards to um, a silly season appears to be starting. So um our good friends at um, Sport News and, and obviously Dirt Fish and everything else have already started the speculation. And the, the jungle drums seem to be banging really, really loudly, Trev, for Craig Breen to M Sport now.
2: Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't seen that. Makes yes. a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Uh, so two things with that. One is, I don't know if anybody else has thought this through, but the investment of Ford have put into this Puma and the uh, new regulations, it's going to make a lot of sense for them to put a little bit more in to get a top driver to drive that car. And uh, there's no better man than Craig Breen in the back of uh, his results of the last while. To so jump in and out of the current world rally cars and do what he's done, consistently about his teammates um, is just phenomenal. So why would you not choose Craig Breen? Great call. Yeah,
1: I think so too. And I I, I guess it's kind of been, I don't think it has been lost certainly to most rally fans and stuff, but Craig's another one that did go through the M-Sport machine. Yeah, of course.
0: Uh, and we often talk about this, you know, just how many drivers have, have been to m Sports to, to learn their trade. So he is well known in uh, in Cockermouth. Uh, you know, they know his abilities and you can see his abilities when he just turns up in Estonia with uh, very little mileage in the car and, and he's able to turn in that kind of performance. So, uh, you know, I think we all want to see Craig get a get a full time seat Um Uh, you know, will there be more support from Ford? Let's hope so. I mean, it it was interesting to see a lot of Ford senior management at uh, at Goodwood. Some of the key people in Ford Motor Company and Ford Performance were there to see the unveiling of the Puma. So there there definitely is Ford support at the minute. We don't know what what degree that is to, but um, yeah, it would be great to see top line drivers in M Sport with a brand new car.
1: I'm, I'm going to put this out there, and it's not particularly the amazing comment so it's not revolutionary, but I almost feel like Trev, the, the, the change of the generation now, this new specification car, um, it, it seems traumatic to say save and grace of M Sport, but it could almost reignite M Sport again, because clearly the directive and it's something you spoke passionately about for a great deal of time now, obviously, with regards to the change in the regulations and obviously new technologies coming in and stuff like that. It gives Ford Motor Company and Ford Performance something to latch onto and make it more marketable for them.
2: Absolutely. Before we talk about that, I just realised that Ryan Champion, of course, was at the Goodwood Festival Speed before he went to Barbados and then Whitby. Evidence of standing in a building site with a hard hat. We need some of that, I think, because I don't think, I think he's retired. He's, a long time he's, ago. He
1: talks a good game, doesn't builder. he? Builder, he does. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah traditionally we know from, from history at M Sport will always hit the ground running they have always got a reliable car so why would you not want to be the lead driver in that car moving forward and I'll go back to what I said you know it makes a lot of sense for me to M, for Ford as well as the development side of things and it's a it's a totally different car that's unexpected it would make a lot of sense for them to invest in that but you, you're you absolutely right you know if you look at uh, when they bring new cars out uh, you go even work, work the. Way back to the focus in the early 2000s, uh, just phenomenal what they can do, so uh, yeah they need it, they definitely need it over the last couple of while, uh, last two years in particular I suppose the, the one, uh, just talking about M Sport and talking about drivers, the one who I feel for at the minute is Timo Sunanum, Um somebody who um, it, it's certainly been bandied about and I'm sure it's true that was selected by Timo Yoke because of his psychological approach to the sport well, I've never really seen evidence of him being really strong on that side of things. And he just needs to have a big reset before uh, going to Finland, definitely. And I hope he can do it. I really do, because we saw when he first got in the current generation of World Rally Car, how quick he was. Remember how quick he was in WRC 2, up against the like of Tiedemund and uh, Esa So I just hope he finds his mojo again and gets back into it whatever way he does that. But he certainly needs a bit of help with it, I think.
1: Uh, right, just 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 off the back of that, th- th- there's another driver that's 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 been around forever. Um, it feels like certainly when I was looking at some stats only do the other day on this, but, um, but I'm going to say Andreas Mikkelsen. Um, and he's, you know th- th- there was a recent story over the last few days of him of of, of him splitting with with Ola again, and and you know going to do um, the, uh, the safari type, uh, not safari type events, but certainly Dakar, the, yeah, Dakar type events. And I just wonder where, you know, you, you start looking at who's linked with what seat and he's not linked anywhere anymore, really.
0: Well, there's still been some talk of him uh, at M Sport, hasn't there? But uh, it's it's hard for anybody who's out of the sport, we know, to get back in, isn't it? Without any financial backing, if you find yourself on the on the outside of the bubble, it, it's difficult to, to get back in. Um, you know, he's shown incredible speed over the years just just maybe lacking that uh, that final bit of consistency but um it, it is the nature of the game at the minute there's so few seats um that that we see these these great drivers forced out and of course adrian Formos showing fantastic potential um seems to have good backing as well so you know i i'd probably be surprised not to see him at, uh, at m sport next year Um, so yeah the the opportunities are few and far between unless you've got some backing to help open the doors
2: If if either of you were Timo Yockey and Mind, he's made some spectacular investments in rallying plus he's also a very very wealthy businessman if you were him what would you do in this situation so you've invested a lot of money in Timo Sunan would you continue to do that in the hope that you get a return or at what point do you say enough's enough
1: I I, I would for me i'm sorry It cut across but i'll just do it quickly for me um if i'd invested that much in a driver i would at least try and give them a year in the new specification of cars because it might just click for them but i think i think i'd have to do a year one more year and go this isn't happening that 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 uh, and, and whether I'm seeing it from a drive-mort or just purely from an investment point of view here I don't know but that that would be my mindset on it What's about you Roy?
0: Well I just think it's interesting what's happened this year because presumably if, if Timo is still there supporting uh, Sonnenen's career fully then then he could have been in a full-time seat this year but he obviously isn't. So, have they taken the view that maybe the car wasn't going to be at its most competitive this year? That next year, as we've just talked about, M Sport will have a very competitive car, or looking elsewhere, they they maybe want to put all their effort into a full time program next year. Because, like I said, he, if he is there backing in backing him fully, then why is he not in a full time program this year? There must be a reason behind that.
1: Hmm. Well, it's, well, it's it's funny because you, you we look at you, they're often compared as well, you know. Escape seems to be in, in in pole position now for a for a job share with, with, with Seb Ogier. So there's somebody else that's kind of took that step back to, to WRC two, albeit in you know, in, in the polo, which is a which is a good solid car, you know, not being developed anymore as as we know, Trev, but he's put in some outstanding results. He's kept himself relevant and almost seemed quite relaxed about the whole thing of whether whether he was going to be rallying anymore or not.
2: Yeah, and again, when the pressure comes off, uh, it's a lot easier to perform, you're more relaxed, and therefore you can compete a lot better. Uh, interesting there, you know, something happened that started the relationship with him and the people at Toyota and Tommy Macklin, uh Motorsport at the time. Uh, I'm just wondering... Uh, has he done enough to go back there? And certainly he's quick enough, there's no doubt about it. And his talent across all the surfaces is fantastic. Um, so it'll be good to see him back out again, definitely, because I admire Esa He's just a great character, uh, great to have in the sport. And again, someone else that uh, rather would be much, much better to have him involved. He's a character, isn't he? He's a character and he, he shows his emotion
0: and, uh, like you said, he, he's an interesting person to have around and undoubted talent that he's, he's just not... He hasn't harnessed that at the top level, but we, we talk a lot on this show about people who are quick at the second second division level, whether that's whatever it's been over the years, Super 2000 or R5 or, or whatever, but we've seen drivers struggle to, to make that jump from the second division to the first division, but he's shown... at the top level, he has the speed, he has the talent, and and I think it would be a shame if if Esapekka Lappi didn't get another opportunity at uh, the top level at Rally One.
1: Now, is an interesting one, and a, this could be a podcast in itself, and something we've touched upon so many times, uh, and quite recently actually. You know, we've we've just talked about Lappi, obviously the performance he's put in, and you know, in 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 the the R we we'll call R five car, I don't care, shoot me down, um, the R five performances he's put in this year. Um, but if you're in that second tier now, how long, and this, uh, this is more of a question and I don't know the answer to it, but how long do you tread water for? Who are you waiting for to retire a top line now? Are you waiting for Seb Ogier? Are you waiting for him to retire? Are you waiting for Thierry to retire? Oyd to retire? Because there's a serious lack of seats available as we know. So how long do you tread water for in WRC2, WRC3?
2: Depends how deep the pockets are of the guy who's investing in you. (laughs) Exactly what I was going to say. Depends how much funding you've got. (laughs) And it is that. It's really that. And, you know, if you went into it now and you looked at a three-year plan, you have to take that into consideration. And, of course, it's a big unknown because we don't know how many of the next generation work rally cars are going to be out on events, where the FI force manufacturers run four cars or run a junior car, whatever it may be. That uh, that potentially could help. But, yeah, uh, people who invest in rallying um, and they want to do it over a three-year period will understand that, and they'll know that they're going to have to dig deep at times. And for me, if you go back into WRC2, uh, you've got to blow everybody away and we've seen that happen with Mickelson when he's going back into it we've seen that happen with Esapeke uh, when he's going back into it like, they're just considerably faster than the other guys in there consistently and that proves that they're in the right spot to be on the reserve list to get in a, a world rally car WRC1 car um, so yeah if you're coming up through WRC2 you've got to get to the point where you're impressing in that way otherwise there's just too many there
1: yeah, absolutely. I, I I I do find it fascinating of where, you know, it, it it almost seems like over the last what fifteen years, everybody's waiting for been waiting for a Seb to retire, um, <laughs> but maybe a bit more, and that's always been the key to the you know to to, to everybody's future almost. But. Actually,
0: well, yeah, it's but the only that, that,
2: a that's going yeah. to continue. So, Seb won. Seb Loeb was exceptional, and we know his gymnastic background and the talent that he had. Ogier was the second freak we've had. Now, we've got two more. We've got Gala Rovenpera, and we've got a Mr. Solberg, a second Mr. Solberg coming through in, in Oliver. So, Uh, those guys are going to be at the top of the championship for the next five years. Those are the guys you're going to have to beat. They're your current competition to get into, certainly Oliver Solberg to get into a rally car. Um, You've got to go on to consistently beat him uh, over the the next year, year and a half, two years, whatever it may be.
1: Just a quick one before we finish, because I'm really conscious again uh, of of time for us all, but just a very, very quick one. Um, I'm going to ask Ryan first. Because I think Ryan will have a different answer to Trev. I kind of think I know Trev's answer, but I could be off on this. So I'm going to come to you first. Right. Today, right now, as we look at drivers in WRC2, WRC3, and also obviously the top line, are they more dedicated and professional now than they've ever been before? hundred percent.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you need to be. Um, you know, it was interesting uh, what what Gary just said about about Chris. You know, even in the one or six cup days, that it would it would run a ten k before before a one or six cup round um i would never thought about it you know um and we didn't have access to onboards particularly in those days it was rare to have an onboard camera you certainly didn't carry a an onboard camera in the recce and the whole sport has evolved the whole sports moved on tremendously and if you want to be at the top level you have to be fully dedicated to it and and the other thing is as as we've just discussed if you're in WRC2 now, you're competing against drivers who've driven for the top teams. They've seen how it's done in a factory team. They've seen the dedication and the, and the commitment you have to put in to be in the same team as Auger, let alone beat him. So uh, if you're competing against guys that have been there and seen it, they're obviously still doing the same at WRC2 level. If you're a new guy coming in there wanting to beat them, you've got to do every single thing you can and leave no stone unturned and, um that that is it's difficult to do in, in two ways firstly you've got to be you know f- physically incredibly fit you've got to put a lot of time and effort into your own development like you said whether that be testing using onboards improving your pace etc um uh, but you've also got to have the funding to do it you know, uh, as, as Gary just touched on, you can't be trying to hold down a full-time job. You can't be trying to uh, work elsewhere. You've got to be committed to that 100%. And there's not many people have the backing and support to just make rallying their full-time job if they haven't got to the level of, of been a
1: professional. I think... I don't even need to ask you, Shrev. I think Ryan's just covered
2: every single base that you got. Yeah, but what well, Go well, all of all Ryan said, and that's just the basic. You start there and then you start to look for creativity and where you can push the boundaries, where you can maybe find uh, a little edge. Um, and, and that's where the curiosity and the the craving to learn those things takes you to the level higher Um, But yeah, right the way through, you think of seminal moments in sport, Tiger Woods and golf, nobody did what he did, the trainer went into Schumacher in Formula One, like uh, I've always said, Schumacher and Eddie Irvine teammates, Schumacher in the wintertime, went off to Norway, he trained cross-country skiing all the time, brought his team with him, his nutritionists, his fitness, his gurus, all of those, so he arrived at the first Grand Prix 25% fitter than he could be for the rest of the season simply because of the demand on Races and testing. Irvine probably arrived in twenty five percent less fit, having spent the week uh, the, the winter in Florida or something like that. So, uh, and that's it. And you only look at the Olympics now. Even this morning, I caught a little bit on telly. Of Sir Chris Hoy talking about the gains in cycling, and the world record was beaten in one of the disciplines by eight seconds. That's like half a lap in the space of the last four years. And again, that's down to technologies, down to a lot more data available and yeah it, it's, you've got to be you've got to be on it all the time and look for edges
1: great points boys great points listen we're going to go to a break you guys are going to get off and, and speaking about dedication we're going to be speaking to David again. who come back after two two probably very long years away for him um, to come back and win on the last round of the American Rally Championship last weekend so we're going to have David Journey's after this break boys you can have the rest of the day off and uh, we'll be back next week cool. cheers take
0: care See you then bye this is Absolute Rally. Absolute Rally continues to be partnered by the Kielder Works team, who remain fully committed to the sport and are pioneers of the latest technology.
4: Kielder cordless tools are tailored for all forms of competitive action.
0: Go back to the future with the Kielder Works
1: team. Thanks for the insight from uh, from from good old Ryan Champion and Trevor Agnew in the middle section there um, as I said just coming out of that break we were going to bring somebody back who we've not spoke to for it, well it seems like forever anyway because of the way the world's been but it, it has been two years it feels like longer probably feels a lot longer for you as well David Higgins welcome back to Absolute Rally yeah
4: great to be back um, it does seem a long long time doesn't it but it's um could be back and back doing the same stuff again?
1: It's It, it certainly is. Now, um, the reason we wanted to speak to you, obviously, other than to say hello and check in and everything else and make sure you're OK, you made an amazing return. And I'm not saying that just because you're here, because I've had this conversation with some people over the last few days about your performance at the weekend. Um, amazing return to the American Championship, obviously driving um, a McKenna Motorsport Fiesta. So congratulations first, on your win just how how was it to be back rallying and how was it to be back rallying in in, in, in the comfy pair of slippers that I suppose is the American Rally Championship for you
4: yeah I think um, first of all it absolutely actually amazing to be back um, it had been a tricky year for me with my accent at Christmas and God knows what and then even wondering whether I'd ever be able to do a rally and then the hardest thing was probably going back to doing a rally in America because although I was going back there in a different team, a different car. There is an awful lot of expectations, honestly. We won so much over there that, um, you know, there is a lot. It wasn't a case of going there and having a laugh and just driving around, having some fun. There's always a pressure when you're going back to something which we pretty much dominated for last. 10 or so years or whatever so there was big pressure with that and I was and I was really really nervous about what we were going to be like and where there isn't a flow and where we could get back and do what we did because since I was probably 1985 when I started casting at 9 years old I've probably never gone more than 3 months without doing a competition event and all of a sudden you've, you're getting a bit older and it's 2 years without an event and it's, um, it was just wasn't sure how things were going to come back and what it was going to be like really
1: I was just about to ask that question. Was, was, there must have been a time over the last couple of years where you thought, do you know what, it's been a hell of a run?
4: Yeah, um, I generally think if I would have known that I wouldn't have, this um, Subaru weren't going to continue at the end of that year, I could well have probably retired at that point and thought, well, this would be a good time, I've just won the championship or whatever, and got inducted in the Hall of Fame, America, and everything was all really good that would be a perfect time to, to sort of think, okay, that's it. I'm not going to do anything more like professionally or full time. But then by sort of not getting the chance, but not knowing it was my last rally or not going to be it, it wasn't the way I wanted it to end type of thing. So, and um, the desire has always been there to, to get going again. The sort of the longer you go without it, the more you think, oh, cause you know, I looked into possibly doing some British championship rallies, but it's so hard to get into them because the entries are closing so quickly. And, you can't really go to sponsor and say, "Well, if I can get an entry, can I?" Would you be interested in doing this? It's just too many un- unknowns. So when Barry when Barry called and asked me if I'd be up for going out there, we were sort of suggest like a shot, and, we were, and, and it was it was mega.
1: Barry, Barry's somebody you, you, you've known for a long time. Obviously, Barry's kind of been. Uh, it's, it's just he's, he's just kind of been building up this you know this reputation. He's, he rallies obviously over in the UK as well, and he obviously he's been. You know, ploughing a, a strong photo, as it were, in 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 the American Championship. But I know you've known him for quite a long time. Just, I suppose, how long has this been been talked about? Is this is this something that did happen on that one phone call, or was the you know is this something that's kind of
4: been bubbling away over over
1: a period of the time?
4: Oh me and barry have been good mates and um, soon as barry went to america i was helping him as much as i could i coached them a fair bit i did some setup with some of his cars and things for him when he had them over in the uk and stuff so we've i've always been like tried to help like, him. Although, we, although we've been competi- competing competing i've all really tried to help him as much as i could um over there because i was really sort of impressed of what he was doing as a privateer coming in with what he was doing his speed was always really good but he was just you know, sometimes making a few mistakes and, and I just generally tried to help him as a mate um, and we've, we've always kept in touch and, like, and there was times last year when I was I thought we had a budget to go and do the US Series um, and obviously I'd spoken to Barry about going in one of his cars and um, whether it's possible to do it obviously then COVID hit and the, the sponsor we had lined up um, couldn't commit to anything and we couldn't travel so it all just became a bit of a no-show so that was really it really and then just literally like a few weeks before um, or I'd, I'd all, I always would speak to him after each rally he'd done just to say how things were going and we'd have a bit of a joke and then he sort of, I rang him after um, a higher rally when sort of semi sort of stopped on the stage and everything else and I was just sort of joke and he went on and saw so a bit of team orders was it Um just having a bit of banter with him and then mixing out the phone rings and he's like asking how my leg was and would i be um would i be interested in doing to a new england rally so and, and that just literally came from there
1: wow wow. i suppose uh, I, I, i'll i'll ask you about the future in a second but i summed up and by all means put me straight i summed up i, I was watching you know you going back actually got me back interested again being perfectly honest with you uh because i really i think we all wanted to see how how, how it was going to unfold and i think we could all see the backstory as well um obviously you know going back in and, and you know as you've just been saying about you know having a team orders and all, all that type of thing but to me I, the, how i read it and i'm not doing this with the benefit of hindsight but it genuinely looked to me is yes you were learning a new car but also there was definitely an element the others were gonna take themselves out at some point. I felt I felt they were pushed too hard because they felt the pressure perhaps of you being there and that was everybody, not just the Subaru guys. I just felt everybody would feel the pressure of you being there.
4: Yeah, I think I think it was um it was one of those things where everyone comes up and says, Oh, great to see you back but you could just see it just let like I know we've been away from it for a little bit and there's um like Travis and Ryan, they, they're, they're literally working a hundred percent flat out on videos all the time. They, they're on the laptops and they're watching stages between they go into stages. And you can just see how hard they, how desperate they were all were to, to try and go that bit more. And I think like, I didn't feel mega comfortable in the car straight away. Like uh, just everything felt like it was on fast forward and it didn't flow brilliant. Um, Saw for the first few stages but I knew we'd gotten okay but not like we were never going to set a fastest time the way it was and I thought if we can stay in the t- first Tuesday and then get went into the next few and then all of a sudden we're like um, taking time out of them and being up the like right up the, uh, the front and I, and I said to Craig I said there's no way these boys are going to keep going at this pace the whole the whole rally because it's one of those rallies where you can't do it without a problem. It's just one of those rough, tough events. That if you push that hard the whole way, something is going to crack. So we were never really at 100% because we just weren't. I didn't know what the car would do in certain circumstances. So we were we were going at the safe side of flat out, but able to match the times. And then obviously as soon as then Barry went out, our job changed. That like now we can really go in win the rally so we sort of upped it again and won a few stages and then at that point after that you could almost see the sort of the pressure was building on them a little bit so it was um, that's where the fun really started on our side
1: So um, I'm assuming there's an open invitation to go back
4: Yeah we we, we sort of spoke about it briefly and there's, there's chances of doing things and, and going and going to do I'm really not sure I really don't know what the plan is is all very so. I will go and do the next one, everything. But you know, it is it is just like difficult for me because so we are we're trying to sort of speak to some sponsors and things, and we're looking for a more long term um, deal. Obviously, rallying has been my job for the last God knows how many years. So you know, we need to try and remember that as much as you want to go out and do the events and everything as well. It is a it, it is it is what I've been doing. So. um, I have got to look into that and my, I my leg was still a struggle for the rally really to be honest and I um on the way home and sort of once adrenalines all sort of died down, I've been struggling a little bit this week again, so I don't know whether I just need to put my feet up and rest a bit or whether it's whether I have actually done something still because um that's that's pretty hard. So I'm not I'm really not hundred percent sure about what we're doing. I know the intention they want us to go and do more again, but um we haven't really spoke about it that much yet because it's all been a bit of a get home get everything sorted and try and go again but I'd love to do more but obviously I want to be in something um, you know I'd like to try and do a bit more on a on a, like an event by an event is is great but it's it is a tricky one as well you don't want to just sort of be there for the this rally couldn't have gone better for us to try and put our name back out there we've got people working on trying to get some funding together for next year so you know, as it stands at the moment we're in a mega strong position to try and do that so it's, it is it is a tricky one really I just want to
1: say is there, a, is there an element where you think well it's, it's it's almost not like quite going out on a high but you know you, you, you judge by your last result and your last result is, is an outstanding result so you kind of want to sell it on that as opposed to you know if the next results are third or whatever it may be then you know all of a sudden does that weaken the stock a little bit i guess
4: yeah it's a tricky one because obviously we am um, working with um jim beaver the jb15 group and there's a management group and they work with me and matthew in, in america and they're trying to do a lot of different things so the, the problem you've almost got is um when we've done what we've done now it's a uh, the, the buzz about us being back in the series like blew us away. To be honest, like every like competitor, the spectators, the organisers, everyone was so pleased to see us back, and just sort of you, it was so easy almost to be taken for granted when you were there winning all the time and doing it that nothing really came of it. Where now, I think now they'd like us being there, so it's important we try and capitalise on that and try and make some connections to try and make that next step really.
1: Brilliant, brilliant. Well, listen. Um I, it was fantastic to watch and it, it, as I say genuinely it did hook me in again you know we, we, we've covered the the championship kind of sporadically over the last couple of years Um and uh, it, it's I've got more of a vested interest now obviously because I know the the, the guys you know behind McKenna Motorsport yeah. as well and so you know I, I know a bit more what's going on and, and it was just a great story and I guess I guess that's what sometimes we, we, we forget about, um, in rallying across the board. And I think what somebody very, very quickly got onto here, there's a backstory. So there's, you know, there's not quite, you know, pantomime her- heroes and villains, but there's a backstory here. Um, and I, I guess that's the other thing as well where, you know, if you can tap into that and you can use that, and you're the king of doing stuff like that I'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm, mere practice compared to you this is something you've done for many many years but uh, if you can do that and you can get another season
4: out of it then I think it'd be fantastic yeah I think I think the problem was when we were winning with Subaru all the time there was always that thing where oh, you're the only one in the factory car you're the only one in this and isn't it, people really don't really judge how fast the pace like anyway, everyone's gone over their soul but they go, as people have said how hard it is to be at the front over them like you look, you look at Marty McKenna and everything He's, he was in the same spec car as me and he he just it blew him away how quick the pace was so actually going out there now and doing it in one of the other cars you know it meant an awful lot for me and Craig and for the team just to sort of go and show you yeah, we can do it we're not in the yeah. you know we're not the big factory team anymore and I think that gave us probably more credibility than what we probably got for when you were winning and just being slated a little bit sometimes saying oh yeah give a whatever i am um, you're in the best car best team everything else so it was brilliant to turn that line and go and sort of be the underdog for change and still come out with the with the same results obviously you know um it was it was a it was certainly a good a good story and a and a, and a and a and a cracking event really
1: brilliant well, listen fingers crossed um everything comes together for you congratulations to you and craig again, and we'll catch up soon okay
4: yeah. cheers mate thank you very much
1: fantastic David Higgins thank you so much for joining us on Absolute Rally folks uh, we'll be back same time same place in the podcast hall next week
0: Absolute Rally powered by the Kielder Works team spread the word and download the podcast every week